Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 34, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I am once again your host, Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi, we haven't talked in about four seconds. What the heck is up with that? Clearly, we don't have better things to do. And we like to talk. (laughs) This is pretty high up on my list. Uh, Welcome back, live audience. I hope you had a good 15-minute little break. And for everyone else, I hope you had a good little 15-minute break in between downloading the episodes. We are back once again. A little bonus episode because I missed a week because I was on vacation. But you know what? We're, we're, we're professionals, and we're going to make it up, so we're back on track. It's uh, so funny because you, like, you went on vacation, and we're back in time to record the episode, and as if, like, clockwork, my internet goes out same day. literally so between the two of us uh our schedule got a little like loopy loppy i don't know what that means but you know it 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 got that so miss mimi usually this is where we do patreon obviously this is a bonus episode we just did Mm. the patreon but please support the patreon uh you can find that on at oddswithgod.com that's also where you can find a link to Camp Buddy, which if you purchase that with my affiliate link, you can help support the show. Huzzah! Thank you to all the patrons. Thank you to the live audience for sticking with us for this episode. This is going to be a shit show. A good one. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> but so uh, this is uh, going to usher the return of WDJN, Dear Jazzy News Network. But before that, I actually have like a little news jingle that I use that I edit in and it's really cute. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) But before uh, before we do the new segments, uh, I was um, after I got home, you know, I was hanging out and I thought of a topic idea and we haven't done like a topic topic in a minute. Do you remember what this topic is? No, you're going to have to refresh my memory. That's okay. Uh, The topic at hand is porn store stories or porn stories. So, like, whether it be, like, a dungeon or an adult mart or anything like that, just, like, crazy shit that's happened to us at those locations, those uh, business venture brick-and-mortar shops, as it were. And before we launch into it, Miss Mimi, do you have any shiners? Are we... Well, I've given some in various places on the body. They were good bruises. Those are good shiners. (laughs) Any fun, amusing shop and dungeon stories? God. uh, Well, I told... I've told... Fuck, I've told so many. <laughs> bonus points. Bonus points for absurd. 
Um, well... Do you want... Oh. There... Um... Honestly, like, there aren't too, too many crazy ones that I remember. One of the ones that jumps out was at the dungeon that I frequent. One of the times we were there, they were... I don't remember what this punishment was for, but they the owners had one of their subs tied up to the, the whipping post. Mm-hmm. Except she was tied up like her waist was tied to it, but she was expected to hold like a one footed um, like base of your foot on your knee kind of like meditation pose. Mm-hmm. Except she um, <laughs> she had one of she had a feeder gag. Oh no! Sort of like a feeder gag. It's it's not really. It's it's the, you know the ones that you see with like the really big red lips, but it's just a tunnel gag. Like she had <laughs> yep. one of those in, yep. and she was drooling all over the place, and she was blindfolded. And as people come in, the freaking he's just like, "Hey, welcome to the party. Thanks for your payment. Want to feed the beast?" <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, just like. Oh, so carefully and sadistically placing like raspberries and grapes and stuff in her mouth. And obviously she's like, (laughs) trying to figure out (laughs) how the crap she's going to like chew these things and obviously not choke. But, you know, people are on standby watching all the time. But it was so fucking funny. Somebody stuffed a whole goddamn cupcake in her mouth. The mental image of this is just fucking grand. I just want you to know. Drool fucking everywhere. And like, it was so funny. And that was the same night that the, uh, the, uh, no holes barred wrestling match was supposed to happen. And one of the friends of mine who, apparently her dom was like, yeah, you'll participate. She's like, but I don't wanna. So she goes, and I'm in, you know, the room with a handful of littles and in, you know, there's pillows all over the place. And so they fucking buried her in the pillows in the corner of the room. And I swear to God, nobody outside of the people in the room could figure out where the hell she was. So (laughs) they were just looking for her going, where the hell did she go? And they were looking for her like a solid hour. And then somebody dimed her out and they found her and made her wrestle. But it was Oh, funny. what a narc. What a it fucking was, narc. It was funny because they dimed her out. So the little that was supposed to wrestle her runs into the room and dives into the corner. <laughs> Places. As she says, all tattletales. Tattletales are just toddler narcs. It was like it was a uh, it was pretty fun. Um, That's funny. I mean, I had like the day where I had my birthday spanks, which was an interesting, an interesting time. But I think like for me personally, as like when I was bottoming at the dungeon, the uh, the crazy whipping post scene where the you open your eyes, we end the scene deal. um, That was that was gnarly. I walked in the door and he's like, hey, you ready? And I'm like, what? (laughs) For what? And he's like, just uh, stay here. And he comes and he's like, okay, we're ready. And I walk in and 
I don't, he's just, I walk in, all the toys are covered. And he's like, okay, close your eyes. And I'm like, fuck. He's like, and then he explains the scene. I'm like, gee. And I found out later that one of the things he was beating me with was like one of those old, like hollowed out child's like rubber skipping ropes. Oh no. Fuck no, that no, no. Fuck that, dude. No. It was it, I broke his brush in that scene. So <laughs> or rather Good. my ass broke his brush. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. Those are some of my uh spicy um stories, I guess. I um, think the funniest part of the mental image that, that conjured is that sometimes these things are the first thing people see when they walk into the dungeon. And this is especially funny for a first-timer because there have absolutely been times where, like, at my dungeon, me and all the lows were just, like, running around and, like, being tiny and, like, in our onesies and, like, diapers and all that good shit. And we're (laughs) hanging out, (laughs) just being small and cute. And in our dungeon... um, it is very little friendly and all of the non-littles are like super duper supportive of the little community. There is not really a ton of animosity between like the BDSMers and the littles. They're like extremely protective of us and it's really wholesome and really nice. So (laughs) we kind of have like, free reign to just like run around do whatever and like oh there's something scary happening go back to the daycare okay and that happens sometimes but largely we just kind of it's really cute but uh there will be newcomers that come in and they're usually like a like a cis straight couple and they're like all giggly like (laughs) oh my god we're going to that dungeon oh my god it's so kinky (laughs) it's just like they're they're doing the the stupid little you know whatever they're dressed up in like the the, the party store situation, like a masquerade mask. And it's just, and I'm not knocking it. It's just like, y- you can, t- you can smell <laughs> the fresh blood. You can smell it. Fresh and they've got like meat. <laughs> fresh meat. And usually they have like a roll of duct tape and like shitty rope. And it's just like, Oh, you're, you're, that's oh, honey, no. It's, oh, honey. <laughs> no. Like literally. And they come in and they see people bleeding and also adults in diapers and onesies running around <laughs> and they don't know what to make of it because it's like I literally have seen so many couples walk in the door literally physically holding a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey look Ugh. in horror at an actual real life dungeon look at their partner look back at the dungeon look at the book look back at the dungeon and then they just turn around and walk out and the way our dungeon works is before you get a chance to like do anything, you have to pay the membership fee. So these people paid 60 bucks to walk in the door and dip. And it was so funny because it's just like, Oh man, this is not at all. Like the book told you it would be, it's way better. Right. I think like, I'm sure I've, I'm a hundred percent sure I've told this story before, but the best kink story that was not to do with a dungeon or not to do with anything is the vagina water story. (laughs) (laughs) For Kalos. 
fucking fucking Because you've told me, but you haven't told the audience. <laughs> fucking vagina water. Um basic basically That's a new definition for wet ass pussy. Basically there's a brand of water called core water. Mm-hmm. And their fucking water bottles are massive. So a very dear friend of mine is just like, yeah, you know, what the fuck? Why is it so big? And she's hanging out with her girlfriend and straight up is just like, you know, with enough lubrication, I can fit that in my vagina. <laughs> and you posted it a will picture. now just forever be known as vagina water. And this is vagina water. Like... We talk about it so much and we're just like it, it, it it's subconscious at this point because like when I was visiting, you know, Sophie and Chloe and everybody, Sophie and I went to the store and I just like, you know, we were walking up to and she, it's funny because she didn't understand me when I said I was taking her to the till. Um, it was <laughs> apparently the till is not a thing in America. I don't know. No, no, um, it is not. Anyway, we're walking up to the cashier and I go, oh, look, vagina water. She's like, the fuck? <laughs> and I just, it didn't even like register with me because it's just something that the, the two people, the other two people involved, we just, we, we just like, I'll, if I want to prank, like piss them off or whatever, I'll just send them a picture of core water and they'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> and like it came to the point where like <laughs> my friend um, who works at Build-A-Bear in Texas is like, honey, if you ever get bottom surgery, I'm sending you vagina water <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate your vagina. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and dilating with core water. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I mean, at least I'm looking what? at. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm looking at this water bottle. There's no amount of lube <laughs> that would get that into my vagina. That's just not a thing. It's gotta be the funniest fucking story of my goddamn life. <laughs> Sluggy in the chat said, "Bartender, one vagina water, please." <laughs> That's the one that comes in the vagina-shaped glass bottle. <laughs> that's that's some sh top shelf wet ass pussy. I mean, they give like the ceramic boob mugs. I'm sure they could find a way to make a vagina water bottle that cap unscrews on the clitoris or something. <laughs> that's a perfect transition to my story. The ceramic <laughs> boob mug. Dead ass. <laughs> so, so I came home. Daddy and I. Uh, <coughs> He, he gets uh, gesundheit. You okay? Did you read what <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. For the boys. <laughs> and if it's empty, then actually, I'm not going to make that joke. That's been made so many That's times. That's a whole new uh, lesson and a whole new uh, meaning to squirting. <clears throat> That's... <laughs> anyway... So daddy sometimes gets in a mover. You know, he gets a little stir crazy. We just need to go on an adventure. We just pick a direction. We drive. And there's a couple of chain adult stores in 
in the United States, there's Adult Mart, there's Lion's Den, there's uh, Ambiance, and a few others that don't come to mind right now. Um, and we've, you know, obviously you don't necessarily want to buy your kink gear from them because it's like not it's just you should always buy your kink gear from like a small business or a local merchant who will hand make your stuff it's just like better that way it's safer that way that's how you should do it but you know we've been to adult surf before and we we're like you know what we've never been to alliance den so you know let's just do it so we're like sure whatever so we pull off the highway we, we drive up and <laughs> we're about to pull into the pro- parking lot and we see the store and we see a big ass <laughs> billboard behind and it's all faded out and it's just old as hell. And <laughs> it has a picture of a cross with a dove and <laughs> the word porn with a big cross mark, like, like a big like circle with a cross through it, like the big like the cancel symbol. <laughs> Oh, no. And the big words, you don't need pornography. You need God. And it's like, oh, no. And I looked at daddy and I was just like, that sign just sold me. I'm going in to buy some porn. Not going to lie. So we go in. <laughs> we go into the store and we ask the clerk about like, hey, that's a crazy billboard you've got going on there. And she was like, yeah, that's been here literally since the store opened 25 years ago. I was like, you're joking. Best free advertisement they could ask for. Yeah, no, they said that it has drawn in so many customers and got them so much business over the years that they don't even like bother doing anything about it. And it's just so funny. And it's like clearly the person who owns it is still renting it and upkeeping it. So clearly it's, that's a thing. I wonder how so many I, people... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that that was the end of my thought. I wonder how many people have seen that seen that billboard and then walked into the store and is like, I got a great scene in mind. You got any Bibles and rosary beads? <laughs> <laughs> Doing <laughs> spanking with the Bible and impact of the rosary... As, like, a former Catholic, that sounds like the single most sacrilegious thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. So This is what you get for missing your nightly prayers. <laughs> Crack! <laughs> Jesus! Yes, precisely. <laughs> so... <laughs> Kingster tested Jesus approve, writes, writes Jamie. She prays every night. She screams to God no matter what. She must be pious. <laughs> so we're in the store and we're looking around and we find uh, some nipple clamps. And I'm just like, you know what? This is what I want this month's nude set to be. Spoiler Ooh. alert. That's what you're getting. Wink. So we get the we get the nipple clamps. We, you know, we we patronize the business and everything. And I'm just like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. As we're walking around, we're looking at we're looking at the different dildos and vibrators and, you know, all the fun stuff to go in my butt. And a fellow trans woman walks in the door and I'm like, internally, I'm like, hell yeah. I love fucking, I, I just love seeing trans women like me. It's awesome. I love trans women. Fuck yeah. And she's walking around the store and doing her thing. 
and looking at the thing and, you know, talking to the clerk. You know, obviously I'm not like snooping on her because that's creepy. But, you know, we'll, we'll pass by each other. I'll catch her on my peripheral when I'm looking at a dildo or whatever. And then I notice something. She's not wearing underpants. <clears throat> and I'm like, uh, daddy? He's like, what, princess? <laughs> <laughs> and we go to the car and I tell him what I saw. And he's like, oh, no. But yeah, so that was a thing. This is also the same trip where not too much later, uh, <laughs> a cop walked in with like the thin blue line, the blue lives matter shirt. And he had a huge ass fucking gun on his hip. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. So we, we pay for our shit and we dip because fuck that. I'm just like, that was a trek. That was an adventure. Staff was super duper nice though. Um, the other story I have just came from today because um, I once again had to go on a quest and I know that COVID is a thing right now and I am not in favor of people like going out and just doing whatever the fuck like if you're going out go out with a purpose and like don't just like oh I'm just hanging out please be safe please wear a mask please practice social distancing don't be stupid I was driving like hour and a half, two hours away to rural S Ohio to pick up a custom chip that was made for me. For those keeping score at home, it's an EverDrive X5 Mini and it's awesome. So I drive out and for those who have been paying attention, Jamie says, fuck yes. For those who have paid attention in the chat, uh, Ohio is a cornfield wasteland. You will only find like city city life in Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, maybe Toledo, little bit of Akron. Everything else is like hick town, like rural, rural. It so uh, I counted three Confederate flags, no swastikas, so that's better than usual, but uh, three Confederate flags, so that's a thing. And I'm driving. That's how Jazzy learned to do cow tipping. It's true. That's how I learned. Don't cow tip. It's really mean. Don't cow tip. But um, (laughs) tractor (laughs) tipping is much better. But so. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm driving. I'm not going to give like the actual name because I don't want to fucking promote this garbage business but I'm going to give like an approximation in the middle of nowhere Ohio just like rural ass I'm driving through and it's just like the typical like one stop light like small town dustiness like there's like a like the local like tavern there's like the post office and there's like some sort of flavor of adult store or like gentlemen's club quote 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 that sort of thing and like a restaurant or whatever in a gas station so i'm driving through the dusty ass town nowhere ohio and there's this place that i'm going to call diamondback uh gentlemen's club i'm gonna go with that 
And I'm like, okay. I look at the sign, right? It's in papyrus font. It's in fucking papyrus. Inexcusable. Second, it's a JPEG. (laughs) And you can tell it's a JPEG because it's all crunchy. (laughs) And it's not like, it's not like a lady on the sign. It's a photograph of a tattoo of a lady on the sign on the crunchy JPEG. And I'm just like, oh, this just keeps getting worse. So I look at like the, what what do you call like the sign where you like lick and stick the letters, like the fucking ransom sign boards or do you know what I'm talking about? Where the bulletin board? Like underneath like a sign, like for, for a shop or something. It's just like, 20% off our chicken bucket or what? what is that sign called? Because <laughs> I don't want to say ransom sign. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So on that sign, <laughs> dead ass <laughs> finest white girls in Ohio, only <laughs> whites. I'm like, oh, I should not be here. This is the part of the state that I should not be in. It is not safe for me to be here. So I, I, I step on the gas a little harder to get the fuck out of there. And then I get to the, the person's place. I pick up my chip and I get the fuck back to Cleveland because I'm like, this is scary. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I hope no one patronizes that business ever again because that shit sucks. And I'm just like, mm-mm. Yeah, no, it was so much. I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, so that was the thing that happened. Those are my crazy porn stories. Um, you know what time it is? Uh, it's, you know, 11.22. Eastern Standard. Do you know what that means? It's time mm-hmm. for WTJN News. Oh, shit. Dear Jazzy News Network. Oh, shit. Let's do the thing. Did I send you the links to the articles? Oh, yeah, no. My eyes are half burned out from them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Uh, should we do the ABGL one first or the Bella Thomas one first? <clears throat> I don't really have a preference. They're both bad. <laughs> They're both really goddamn bad. Let's do Bellathorn first because I feel like we can like do this one relatively quickly-ish. So Bellathorn created a this this article is I mean this is all over the internet. The specific article I'm pulling from is from New York Post. Um, OnlyFans saw Bella Thorne join their website, which Bella Thorne is already a celebrity, and she pulled in like $2 million within only a couple of days. Uh, She was offering... Now, keep in mind, OnlyFans is not specifically just porn. People use it for a lot of porn, but it's not like specifically porn. You can technically post whatever you want. Uh, she was offering two hundred dollar uh, 
not nudes, plural, but one $200 nude, singular, one picture that she said was nude and she wasn't nude. And people had a problem with that. And she racked in a ton of money and people were really pissed. And OnlyFans thought it in their best interest to scrap this... (laughs) To overhaul their system, so the maximum tip is now a hundred dollars, and the maximum pay-per-view post charge is fifty, which th- sucks. That one person had to ruin it for everybody, because there are absolutely creators, i.e., me, that I mean I'm not on OnlyFans, but there where there will be a creator that has like a couple of people who support them a lot. And this sort of thing on OnlyFans hurts the creators that have the the fans that like to shell out a lot of money on them. All because one person came in and kind of fucked it for everyone. And what this speaks to is a broader social justice issue because a lot of people are saying that this that this girl came on the website and almost in a way like e-gentrified the space where sex workers are on there grinding away to like make a living and like go through college and put food on the table and she just willy-nilly makes an account makes a couple mills and like dips while ruining the website for everyone which is once you know exactly the way gentrification works in the real estate market and in the social justice world and so a lot of people are talking about this and are really pissed at her, justifiably so. Uh, myself, as a sex worker slash content creator, this pisses me off. Even though my platform of choice is Patreon, I have friends who were on OnlyFans and have switched to uh, just for fans in response to not only this, <clears throat> not only this, but also because OnlyFans just banned ABDL content. Whereas just for fans has ABDL as it's one of, as one of its scroll categories. So good on you for doing that. But it just like, it sucks all around. So that's the T on Bell Thorne from WDJN, Dear Jesse News Network. Miss Mimi, what is your take? I think it's really, um, I think it's interesting that she's doing this as one, a former Disney star who is claiming to quote, be advocating for something bigger than yourself, saying that she was joining the site to remove the stigma behind sex work by bringing a mainstream face to it. And yet all she did was scam people and make literally everybody on the site look like a scammer. <laughs> literally. Like Ooh, fucking literally. People have like inboxed me before and they're like why is your why why is your system so expensive? And it's just like because it's real. <laughs> because I'm not going to scam you. That's that's literally it. That's that that's what it is. And then I've also had people saying, like, why is your content so cheap? Are you sure about that? 
chief among them being uh, Sophie and Chloe, that asked me, Jesse, are you sure you're really underselling yourself? And I like cried because it was really wholesome. But it's just like, this is this is the shit that ruins sex work for the people who rely on sex work as their primary mode of income, i.e. me and everything. Sorry, I, I totally talked over you there. I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, I just, I, I'm so at a loss for words at how fucking shitty people can be and how, um, selfish people can be like I'm fairly certain um, that they probably have grounds for a class action lawsuit mm-hmm. um, that said you know there, there's some dangerous ground to walk for that Pardon me, especially with the situation things are right now. It's just like it was selfish. It was unreasonable and a total dick move, and I don't support it. That's really all I have to say on the matter. Sorry, I got uh, Sophie actually just added me in the SNP server in the Ludes channel, and I was just responding to that, and I was just like, "Oh, blush," but yeah, no, this is this is some shit. This is some serious shit. Uh, I feel we've kind of like succinctly knocked that around enough. Um, sorry if my typing was really loud. Let's move into the second story. I'm going to play the news intro again as we go into the next uh, article here. Uh, we are not going to say this person's name because that's exactly what they want. But this comes from mirror.co.uk, and this has been, again, circulated all across the internet. Uh, article is Adult Baby Struggles to Find Work as Employers Don't Like Him Wearing Nappies. Uh, Blank Blank, 28 from West Virginia, as part of the adult baby diaper lover community, says his lifestyle has caused problems in his personal, uh, sorry, professional life. Um, so this has been shared in the SP server. This has been shared in the Dear Jesse server. This has been shared all over Twitter. This has been all over the ABTL sphere over the past 24 to 48 hours or so. The gist of it is this guy is, you know, we preach here at Dear Jazzy, we preach balance in your expression and in your lifestyle because expression is good. But when it complete, when fiction completely envelops your reality, that's when it becomes, you know, a problem. And this is exactly that case and like lots of bad shit is happening because of it. So I'm just going to like read through the article blank blank 28 has been part of the ABDL community for 10 years and wears nappies all day. The U S nappy lover from West Virginia said acting like a baby gives off a quote, very relaxing and say five end quote, technically 
not wrong, but that his lifestyle has caused problems in his professional life. Currently unemployed, he is constantly in and out of jobs and has been fired by his previous employers by being, quote, for being, quote, too childish or being childish at work. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. There is nothing wrong with discreetly wearing 24-7. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It Going about your job in little space, this ain't it, chief. And reading this article honestly really pisses me off because it's very clear that this person is trying to frame it within the context of some sort of discrimination, which is extremely tone deaf given everything that's happening around the world right now. And it's literally a case of this person is not able to separate the fiction of little space from the reality of I am an adult and I have to do adult things. Uh, speaking to Metro.co.uk, Blank said, quote, diapers are very convenient, comfortable, and cute. It's a very nice lifestyle and I wouldn't want to do anything else, end quote. This is fine. There is nothing wrong with wearing 24-7. You know, discreetly, <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all and so there's a lot of stuff in here that's like like that you kind of like look at and go like oh you know and then like it you just get clapped by the next line and it's just like brutal it's just like oh no quote employment is hard i'm constantly in and out of jobs sometimes my employers find my pictures online or just can't put up with um just can't put up with the fact that I'm wearing a diaper and acting childish in the workplace, end quote. Yes, if you're at work, you you should be working and not, like, playing around and in little space. And this is really fucking frustrating as a lifestyle little because this is the sort of shit that the media looks at, points at, and says, this is the entire ABDL community they are all children and they don't know how to be adults and insert misconceptions here. And this is really harmful. And especially what this person is doing, like doing an expose on themselves. Oh, but we're going to get to that. Blank never hides his lifestyle choice, but has lost friends and is often teased outside of work. He has since been welcomed into the ABDL community who have helped him feel at home. He said, quote, I've lost a few childhood best friends. I still have a few good friends that know about it. I never hide it. If you're around me, it's just the norm. This is involving potentially non-consenting vanillas into your kink, and that's no bueno. That's not a thing. Um, I've talked on the show before about how about how daddy and I are part of the goth scene and it's not like 
it's not unheard of for us to like goth out and like go somewhere. And that's just part of our community's expression. There are people in the ABDL community that like wear shortalls over a onesie. And technically, you know, that's a form of expression and technically discreet enough. And it's no big deal. It's, it, 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 it's a very difficult conversation to have because there is a difference between someone's kink and then someone's expression. And if someone's specific expression, it's just like extreme colors, comfy clothes, uh, stim necklace, all these things are totally fine within the right context. But when it becomes like, hey, bro, uh, I'll be right back. I got to go change my diaper. It's just like, oh, God, like that's 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 when it starts to become a little bit more iffy. And so we're, we're just going to keep on keep on rolling here. Mimi, stop me at any time if you want to, like, comment on this. Uh, the adult baby used to work in the catering industry as a service coordinator and is open about his lifestyle on social media. He claims bosses felt uncomfortable by his actions. And he is now live, uh, forced to live off of his uh, life savings after being fired. Blank said, I saved up. Uh, I have enough saved up for a while, but at the moment I'm currently putting in job applications. So we'll see how that goes. Since childhood, Blank has had a desire to wear nappies and has been wearing them since he was about 16. Here's where it gets fucked. As if it wasn't already. He initially told his parents who support his lifestyle that he had an incontinence problem and fully embraced the lifestyle during his teen years. This individual lied about having a disability to further his kink desires. The amount of ableist shit that is crocked up in this is obscene. This is so ableist, it hurts. Like, the amount of able privilege that this just drips with is disgusting. It's... No. I'm sorry. You don't get to lie about having a disability in order to, like... In order to get things that you want. That's not how it works. Just... No. That... As someone who has... Like I said earlier, dyslexia, alongside another learning disability, and a couple of, like, mental disorders... That shit sucks. Like, don't do that. Don't take away resources from the people who actually need it for the sake of furthering your own devices. No. So that's a thing. It sounds like you want the talking stick. There's so many issues. Point one. You don't get to lie about having a disability. You don't get to turn around and say you're incontinent and claim a disability that you don't have. You don't get to do that. That's not okay. You... 
the whole tone of their argument is like pity me pity me look how horribly terrible my life is because oh people won't accept me it's like no <laughs> I'm sorry can... but just fuck off you Literally. are will willfully exposing non-consenting individuals to your kink lifestyle and I have a very big problem where the article or fuck I don't even know like I have a big problem with the fact that allegedly local and various kink communities have taken this person in and welcomed them. And I have a problem with that because if that's the case, I'm all for people finding community. But if this kink community has taken this person in and not given them shit for willfully exposing themselves and willfully pushing their kinks onto other people who did not consent, then there is a big problem bigger than what's going on with his work going on in that kink community. Quote, On the street, everyone gives me weird looks. I always wear a diaper everywhere I go, and sometimes I'll only wear a onesie or just a shirt. Insinuating that it's just a shirt and diaper exposed. Sometimes people take pictures or just walk the other way. A lot of people online think it's hilarious and make fun of me for it. They'll make memes of me and put those on Reddit. Sometimes people will make videos talking about me. It's kind of embarrassing, but it doesn't really bother me. It most certainly does not bother you, as we will get into in a second. But let's just back up. This person is walking around public spaces, diaper exposed. There are scant, but a few places where it is totally acceptable to have diaper exposed. That is Folsom Street Fair. That is BDSM Dungeons. That is Capcom, TeddyCon, West Coast Jungle Gym. And like ABCL room parties at conventions. I can't think of many other places where it is like socially safe and acceptable to be like, yeah, diaper only in like a setting around like lots of other people. And it's like, it's being phrased in like, I don't, I don't like this, this tone and this verbiage because it's like almost like surprise and shock. Like, wow, people are doing this. I'm like making an ass out of the community that I claim 10 year allegiance to. And people are looking at me odd. This is weird. And it's like, I would like to point out that he is. And this is where my vehement disgust comes from. He is willfully exposing his kink lifestyle and decisions to children. He is doing so in a public space 
and that is not acceptable. Period. It is in an adult space that you should not be exposing to the public at all. On, like without consent and you can't expose it to the public like that with consent that doesn't work further the fact that he is going that step further and exposing it to kids and doesn't give a shit about it no no and if his community quote unquote is not raining down on him for this then that's just no I can't I it gets worse condone that before we go on acting outside of social norms carries with it an expectation that you know that you're going to turn some heads. When I fully like goth garb out and like the, the like, like my, my like trip, uh, trip brand like trench with like all the, like the, the buckles and the zippers and shit and like fishnet shirt and like, you know, dramatic eyeliner yeah, when we leave the goth club and we go to Denny's in the morning, I look weird. People are going to look at me. People are going to take pictures of me. Whatever. I'm used to it because I'm trans, and I'm used to people recording me without my consent because I'm trans. That, it, it, it sucks because people suck. This part does not surprise me. And it's... The thing is, like I said, I know lifestylers who are just like, hell yeah, onesie, short alls, this is my outfit. And you're dressing within the confines of like a specific subculture's uh, language of fashion. That's fine. And this person is acting surprised when they're walking around in just a shirt and their presumably used diaper. And this would be the equivalent to me walking around the Tower City Mall in Cleveland, Ohio, downtown Cleveland in just a shirt, no bra, and my panties. And then I would turn around and be like, why are people taking pictures of me? What's going on with this? It's like... <sighs> okay. So it gets worse. And this is where it kind of like... The story becomes complete. The Ouroboros becomes closed. Uh, I did some research on this individual. Again, I'm not going to give away his name because that's exactly what he wants, as you will, as you will see. And um, so this is taken from a website called Absolutely Exposed, which I just learned is a thing. I am blank. Welcome to my site. Uh, I'm a 28-year-old, quote, diaper fag. We'll come back to that. From blank, West Virginia, USA. I'm on here because I love public humiliation and exposure as a diaper fag. Massive air quotes. 
and I've been currently exposing myself lightly since 2009, which snowballed into heavy humiliation and exposure now. I like being exposed online as it cannot be easily removed and can lead to some humiliating in real life situations. I have exposed myself on many places, including Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Pornhub, X videos, RedTube, ThisFid, and TBH, probably several other places at this point. However, it is so extensive that I have forgotten many of them. The best way to help pinpoint where I've been exposed is to simply Google, insert my name here. Visitors are free to contact me and expose me further. Both are very heavily encouraged so now we understand why I haven't been saying this person's name it's because I don't want to use my platform as a vehicle for this person's sexual I don't like this word but this is what it is this is a sexual perversion and this is a sex positive show run by a a sex worker this is a fucking perversion and needs to stop I am an exhibitionist there are ways to be an ethical exhibitionist and there are spaces where you can do that this is more akin to the flasher in Central Park wearing a trench coat who will just like whip out his balls in front of people that's effectively what this is more akin to so, and what we see is the discrepancy between what he told Mirror and that, like, oh, it's embarrassing. And, like, sometimes people make videos of me and blah, blah, blah. And it's had this very, like, what was me tone. And then you read the profile that he wrote. And it's just like, yeah, I like being humiliated to the point where it cannot be erased or removed from the Internet. And it's just like there's this, like, break I am heavily gesturing at my desk at my currently turned off webcam and no one can see me doing this, but I feel like people can feel this through the ether. Uh, I am very vividly like using my, my, my hands to like speak because my brain is just in a slushy right now. Uh, the, The biggest part that's fucking me up is I like being exposed online as it cannot be easily removed and can lead to some humiliating in real life situations. Going back to the whole, I'm having trouble staying employed because employers find my pictures online. I wonder why, because this is literally the, the, what you have been, you literally asked people to do in the final line. Visitors are free to contact me and expose me further. Both are very heavily encouraged. No, 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 no. Because people like Mirror and Guardian and a bunch of other news outlets take this story and they say, this is all of ABDL. This is the whole community in a nutshell in this one person. Because that's what TLC did with their ABDL episode of My Strange Addiction. And that's what CSI did with their ABDL episode. Is they latch on to completely sensationalizable, that's not a word, people like this who will give the media exactly what they want and and in return these people get exactly what they want is exposure and humiliation it's like hey everyone i'm 
I'm making myself into a freak show. Everyone point and laugh at me, please, while I masturbate to it. And the fact that this person is living rent-free in people's heads who read the article is non-consensual. The fact that people learn about this and learn about him existing as a person is part of his kink that people did not consent to to doing. And the reason why I'm not saying his name is because people listening to this show would wind up being involved in the kink indirectly. And that's entirely fucked. Also, I highly dislike the use of the word fag. Uh, can, it is 2020. We need, can we please stop using like the 4chan lingo of noun fag or like Apple fag, Windows fag? Can we stop? It is. It, Jamie in the chat said that's some real straight people shit. Y- yeah, it is. It's it's literally the same thing because it's this person is throwing around this word has a very charged history and like it's nothing. It's very much the same along the same lines as the um, the male ABDLs who are a little bit too into the problematic side of sissy where it's just like oh yeah I'm a fucking girl I'm worthless I'm weak yeah put me in pink I'm a fucking girl I'm worthless yeah I'm a girl and it's just like that really 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 icky 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 gross like hot barbie pink side of sissy even though sissy as a whole is you know awesome and great there is the side of it that is super yucky and that this just is, is this is like adjacent to the scratch and sniff stamp right to the left of it. You know, this is like, I don't know. It just hits me the same way. And it's like gross. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm a diaper fag. Make fun of me. Like, oh, I'm I'm so like pathetic. And like, it just feels so slimy and gross. Talking stick, please. Honestly, I think you've pretty much covered just about everything. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, again, you know, I, I draw the line at exposing this to kids and exposing yeah. people who don't consent. I'm sorry. I, you know, it's just, it's not acceptable for any reason. Period. And I... I it's the best I got I'm afraid this sucks <laughs> that's that's literally like I'm I at will, my wits end I will say that if anybody who is listening to this show is part of the community that includes this person you better do a goddamn hard look at yourself and how you are not only accepting this abhorrent, disgusting behavior, but by not doing anything about it, you are actively promoting and telling this person it is okay. 
and how you can be okay with yourself for promoting that. This sucks. I was a... Because... I'm sorry. I used to lead a community when I when I was back in Ottawa and if somebody was doing this shit in my community they wouldn't be just excommunicated from my community they'd be excommunicated from the whole fucking province we don't stand for that shit and it's People who enter into the kink community and choose not to abide by the protocol and the rules of which all the rest of us abide by is one of my biggest pet peeves as a collared lifestyle sub. We have rules and protocol for a reason. It's to keep all of us in the community safe and it's to keep everyone outside of the community safe. There's a reason why we operate in the ways that we do. And this is flagrantly flying in the face of how we function as a community and as a subculture. This is the, just on top of that. This is yet another example of someone making ABDL look really bad, like really bad. There's no nice way to put this. This this person is like actively hurting the ABDL community and just no, I'm sorry. This isn't kink shaming. This is prevent. <laughs> the reason why I'm taking such a hard stance on this is because this is the type of thing that can like really hurt our community. And every time we feel like there's like a little bit of like progress being made on our community image. Something like this happens and it just like just falls apart and we have to start over again. And if we get our shit together as a community, like I know everyone in the Dear Jazzy server is because otherwise you wouldn't be here and I love you. If we were to get our shit together shit like this wouldn't happen you just heard me blue screen a little bit (sighs) my throat hurts I think we should put a pin in this topic because we're going to talk ourselves in circles yes Um, this person is a shitty person the people in their community need to do a much better fucking job in realizing how shitty they are and need to address this properly because um, it's not okay. In conclusion, don't research this. Don't look them up. Don't follow them. Don't engage. Don't send them a message because that's that that that's that's the end goal. That's what he wants. Just don't engage. The biggest thing you can do to combat this is if you see people engaging, like, hey, just just encourage them to not. And also do your best to remove the rent-free space 
that he has in your head because that takes away the power that this person has and takes away from the enjoyment. I think I think that's I think we eviscerated that topic. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh go and check my notes here. That's that's all I got for this bonus episode. Let's bring it back up. Let's bring it back up. Cause we got pretty serious, serious, serious business there. Let's bring it back up before we close it out. Uh let me let's read the oh no. <laughs> what are you? You uh for those not in the in the live in the live broadcast, Mimi just put the O period O face in the chat. What are you ooing to? Ashy's comment. Oh. She says I'm going dress- to hate her because she thought making a dress with one row of frills would be annoying. What do you have planned? That's clearly not enough frills. Clearly. <laughs> Address with, hold on, let me decode. Okay, so as she says that she's envisioning more of a dress of 9,908,789 rows of frills. That's more appropriate, I would say. Sluggy concur- conf- uh, concurs with more frills. This is good. I'm going to flex the caregiver muscle here. If I'm making you a dress, you will get as many damn frills as I decide is necessary. Ooh, damn. Shot down. How many frills does Miss Mimi say? Depends on the dress. You know, I've sewn a a skirt with like a petticoat and all the and all the everything for a cosplay before with the frills and everything. Those shits are hard to sew. Tool is not an easy material to sew with. So if you follow through on this, you have so much respect from me. If I have decided that I'm going to dedicate the time, effort, and money to make you something and sew you an outfit, you can be guaranteed, one, it will be durable. Two, it will be gorgeous. Three, I will do it to the specifications that I deem necessary with some input for what you might be looking for, depending on the situation. But we'll see. But we'll see. I may just put a passy in your mouth, tell you to stand still and be the, you know, the mannequin Uh-oh. so I can put the pins in. Uh, okay, blush. Uh <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a good mental image. And be- and that between has- sessions, you can stand there with basically nothing on, just your diaper, standing there. You can watch TV while that's happening, and then I'll pause it and be like, right, turn around, and then I'll put you in the dress, do all the pins, and get take it off. Okay, back to your show. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds really great. Hear the in the background of the sewing machine just whirring. I have unapologetically turned on sewing machine ASMR before while I'm like doing work because it is such like a nostalgic and calming and like productive sound for I me. It is sew. so good. I learned to sew from my mom. My mom who sewed 
all the things throughout my childhood. All my Halloween costumes were made by my mom. Aww. And she made costumes like she like legit. She made Jedi costumes. She made one year she turned me and my group of friends into a Pokemon trainer and a whole bunch of Pokemon. That's awesome. I was like obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine for a few years there as a kid. She turned me into one of the engines. It was like a poncho, but it was like one of the engines. Um, That's dope as fuck. Like she did a really good job. And to give context of how how fucking insane of, of a seamstress my mother is, my sewing machine is by a brand called Brother. Now, they're not bad. They're, they're plastic. They're pretty good. Sewing machines. They do the job. My mother's yeah. sewing machine is a metal sewing machine made by a Swiss company called... Um, crap, what the hell are they called? Um, Singer? No, no, fuck no. <laughs> I was gonna say. Singer <laughs> he passed like, the test. Singer is like the the Chrysler of sewing machines. I was gonna um, say that's the Walmart special. My mother has the Porsche of sewing <gasps> machines. She has a Bernina. Ooh. A Bernina that she purchased on her 18th birthday. Now keep in mind, my mother's twin sister for the same birthday got a car. My mother got a sewing machine for several thousand Great British pounds sterling. I was going to say, that sounds like a lot of kroner. That sewing machine, now my mom is over 50. That sewing machine, since she bought it, has been serviced twice. Holy shit. That fucker is like the Lamborghini Porsche you need an invite to buy level of sewing machine. She is I was going to say, that sounds shit. closer to like a... That sounds like a Bentley. She is... Fucking special. <laughs> I want to meet your mother. I may, you know, butt heads with her sometimes, and sometimes want to just like throw her out a window because she's so goddamn frustrating. But like, I love her, and she's like one of the best human beings I know. I wish to meet this human being one day. She's good people. She sounds like good people. I think it'd be funny to get Mama Starshine and Mama. Uh, Mimi's surname. What's your surname in the community? I don't have one. <laughs> Miss Mimi's mom. <laughs> Maple. Jamie's sister's surname is Maple. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> and <laughs> Grandma Maple in on the fun. I don't know. I can get behind that. That might be weird, yeah. though. My mom's not Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she birthed you, and you are very Canadian. My sister so. has been in the in the country for years, and she... I don't know if she's officially a citizen. Oh, well. We're not going to dive into that in case the Mounties are listening. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So. We're going to cut that from the show, actually. We're going to cut that from the show. All of you who heard that, you're sworn to secrecy. I will find out if you spoke to it about anybody. Yes, we will. 
And that has been Dear Jazzy. Thank you f- again for your patience, for letting us get caught up on the episodes. Feels good to finally be caught up again. Uh, other little announcement. I am working on finishing up. Oh, God. <gasps> I made it through almost four hours of recording without yawning. I'm proud of myself. Crap, have we been recording for that long? Three hours. Shit. But I've been working since eight (laughs) and it's just past midnight um thank you everyone for listening uh oh i remember what i was saying i am working on the patreon rewards really really hard those will be up soon thank you for your patience check out uh at ozwithgod.com dear jesse add on with god i'm gonna restart that i'm tired dear jesse is an at oddswithgod.com production visit us online at at oddswithgod.com while you're there, check out our Patreon where you can get porn of yours truly and any sort of your deep, dark, twisted little desires, mer. And while you're there, also check out Camp Buddy. Uh, purchasing the game really helps us out. Uh, you can find our affiliate links on there, either the top or bottom banner. Thank you so much again for listening. Miss Mimi, where can people find you? get this feeling you're going to want to do this but you can find me at twitter.com backslash bell knocked which is b-e-l-l-e-n-a-c-h-t hey or you can find me at soundcloud.com backslash miss mimi's lullabies i am open for commissions if you want one i'm offering commissions at heavily discounted prices let me know your lullabies are literally some of the best things to fall asleep to so this is uh, this is an official uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sponsorship. This is an endorsement. Uh, Miss Baby's lullabies are officially endorsed by the Dear Jazzy podcast. It's a it's a it's a good shit. That's high praise. You can put you can slap that on your on your SoundCloud <laughs> quote. It's a it's a it's a good shit. <laughs> End quote. Jasmine Starshine, 2020. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dear Jazzy. We will see you next time. Bye-bye now. What happened was she got on the table. Well, first thing, our cat is blind and has one tooth. (laughs) And she has a pathological fear of blankets and fabric. So she got up on the table, got spooked by the table runner, banked off of a chair, sent the chair careening into the wall, causing a huge fucking dent in the drywall, which literally left her traumatized, not even throwing the word around. So now she won't even go in the kitchen anymore. And she's just been all fucked up for the past week because of her deathly encounter with a table runner. I feel like that's going to be this episode's blooper. I shouldn't be laughing at that.